Watch it go up. Good morning, New Life at Calvary. Good morning, everybody. It's good to see everybody out today on this wonderful day. This is the day the Lord has made, so let us rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Amen. So happy to be here once again with you at church. So before we begin our worship service, let us pray. Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for just bringing us out today. Lord, we say thank you for giving us a mind to serve you, Lord. We say thank you, Lord, that you have a good plan and purpose for us this week. Thank you, Lord, for the sermon today, God. Thank you, Lord, for our pastor. Lord, we say thank you for all of those that come to church just to serve you, Lord. We say thank you, Lord, for everything that you have in store for us today. God, we give you praise not just for today, but for every single day of our lives. We thank you, Lord, for this past week, God, for going through us this past week, God, through ups and downs, through challenges, through joys, through concerns, through health crisis, and through health, God. We just say thank you, Lord, for our family and our church family, God. We are so glad to be here in the house of the Lord one more time. So we just ask you, God, to just guide us today as you teach us your lesson. Guide us today in your sermon, God. Guide us by your Holy Spirit. Enter in, Holy Spirit. Enter in. God, we ask you to just speak to a word to us wherever we are, whether we're in service online, on the way to church. We're praying for those that need a word today, Lord. We're praying for those that need to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. God, we are praying for somebody's salvation today, God. Let somebody be saved in Jesus' mighty name. God, we know that you have a good plan for us today, so we ask you, God, we ask you humbly to enter in our service, God, with your Holy Spirit, God, and move us from where we are to where it is you have to us to be, God. You have the perfect word for us today. You have knowledge for us today, God. And help us to continue building your church. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So welcome again to all of our guests. Welcome to our New Life at Calvary family. Welcome to everybody that's online. Good morning on Facebook and on NLAC.TV. We are so happy to have you out. Is anybody ready to praise God today? Yes. Is anybody ready to hear a word today? Hallelujah. Thank you. So 
God, we ask you just to stand wherever you are, if you're able, in service, if you're at home. We ask you to give God praise. Turn up the volume. We say good morning online. Good morning, everybody in church. And we're praying for those that are still coming in right now.
Praise God. Thank you, praise band. Thank you, praise team, for leading us in worship today. How many of you are remembrance of God's goodness today? Hallelujah. God is good. God is faithful. Amen. So we're going to go on to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you, Lord. Thank you for just being our Father. Thank you, Lord, for your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, Lord. God, we just say thank you that you are in our midst right now. Thank you, Lord, that you have forgotten us, have not forgotten us, and you know each and every one of us by name, God. We thank you, Lord, that you know every concern in our hearts. We thank you, Lord, you know every desire because you put them there, God. We say thank you, Lord, that you know every detail of every single day of our lives. Lord, we praise you because you are the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega. God, we bring our concerns to you today. We bring our illnesses to you, God. We bring to you, Lord, the sick and shut in, Lord. We just thank you, God, for your constant encouragement for them, God. We thank you, Lord, for just being with them as they go to the doctor, Lord. Going with them as they're at home. Just being with them, Lord, as you give them the medication, God. Thank you, Lord, for your hands and feet on this earth to take care of our sick and shutting, Lord. We say thank you, Lord, for those that are caring for those that are in prison right now, in our prison ministry, Lord. We say thank you, Lord, for giving us a desire to go out and minister to those that are in jail. Lord, we ask you just to just continue to increase our prison ministry, Lord. We ask you to help us give the right words to your people, Lord. Help us to go out, Lord, and just hear them, speak with them. God, we pray for a visit very soon, Lord. We say thank you, Lord, for all the encouragement, all the finances that we are able to provide for them, Lord. We say ask you to keep them wherever they are right now, God. We're asking that you're giving them um, your hope and your encouragement wherever they are to your sick, to your prison ministry and the sick and shut in ministry, Lord. We say thank you, God, for just being with us on a day-to-day basis, Lord. God, we ask you to just be with us as we have just new things happen in the world, God. It seems to be another season, Lord, of fall is coming up this week. We say thank you, Lord, for the harvest. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the harvest that's on its way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we ask you to be with us in this new season, God. Thank you, Lord, for bringing me here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I ask you for a fresh anointing here over our church and over our ministry, God. God, we just say thank you for just everything that you're doing with our church today. Help us to go out and minister to your people today, Lord. Help us to go out and just be the light and the salt that you called us to be in this earth, God. Keep us away from temptations, Lord, and help us to be strong in our spirit, Lord. Build us up this week, Lord. We're coming to you because we need you, Lord. We need you, Lord. We need you to strengthen us this season, God, and help us to just continue to build your church 
for Christ, God. We're praying for Pastor Kelly today, God, as she comes and brings us another sermon today. And we are just so grateful to have her, Lord. We are just so grateful for bringing us these last nine months, God, with Pastor Kelly, God. And we just say thank you, Lord, for bringing me also today, God. We, I am so humble. I am so humbly blessed by you, Lord. You brought me this far, and I just say thank you. You didn't bring us this far just to leave us. So we ask you to continue to bless us in our ninth year together, serving you. Thank you, Lord, for our church anniversary, God. It was a great time, Lord. We are asking you, Lord, for just those that are in the world that just need to be that that are lost that need you and those that may be struggling with suicide this week god those that don't have any hope god we ask you lord to come to those people right now in encouragement lord help us to speak the right words to your people and encourage them right where they are lord we just say thank you god you use us as your hands and your feet Lord, we're just praying for all of our ministries here at the church. We are praying for those that are coming in for a hot meal soon, God. We ask you to help us to do groceries this week, Lord, or next week. And we just say thank you for every ministry in this church, Lord. We say thank you, Lord, for everybody that serves and everybody that wants to serve, God. We ask you to continue to bless them and bring them and give them courage, God. We say thank you, Lord, for our gifts because you are the gift giver, God. Help us to use our gifts for your ministry, Lord, at this church and, Lord, in the world, God. And thank you. We ask you, Lord, to go with our children this week at school. Help our babies to get A's this week, God. Help our babies this week, Lord, to look to you because the enemy is looking for somebody to devour, God. And we're praying for our children to be strong in the spirit, God. We say thank you for all of our children today, Lord, that worship you, Lord. And we ask you to help them minister to another child this week, another child that may have a question about you. We say thank you for the questions, God. Give our babies the right answer this week, Lord. God, we say thank you for our teachers, for our principals. Lord, we say thank you for our school districts, God. Thank you for bringing the right people in our path and moving the wrong people out of our paths. And one more thing, Lord, we thank you for health today, God. We thank you for bringing us out this week. We add thank you, Lord, for waking us up this morning. Eyes to see, hands to praise you with, Lord. Feet to stand on. Hallelujah. Thank you for our health. Thank you for our minds. And thank you for our spirits to praise you. And all these things we ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 So let us rise if you're able as we recite our church purpose statement. In response to God's love, our purpose is to love others, teach the word of God, and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as a covenant partner, I will invite others to come and join me in worship. I will be a part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in 
faithfully given my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Amen. Amen. We're going to have our scripture reading today by Miss Jessica Franklin. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Oh, okay. Good morning, everyone. Can everyone hear me? I'm a little out of breath from doing that singing and dancing. When the choir was, <laughs> I was singing, I was so uplifted. This morning, I will be reading the Old Testament, Nehemiah 10 now. Verses 28 through 39, the Old Testament, Acts, verses 32 through 37. The rest of the priests, people, priests, Levites, gatekeepers, musicians, temple servants, and all who separated themselves from the neighboring peoples for the sake of the law of God, together with their wives and all their sons and daughters, who were able to understand. All these now join their fellow Israelites, the nobles, and bind themselves with a curse and an oath to follow the law of God, given through Moses, the servant of God, and to obey carefully all the commands, regulations, and decrees of the Lord, our Lord. We promise not to give our daughters in marriage to the peoples around us or take their daughters for our sons. When the neighboring peoples bring merchandise or, or grain to sell on the Sabbath, we will not buy from them on the Sabbath or on any holy day. Every seventh day we will forego working the land and will cancel all debts. We assume the responsibility for carrying out the commandments to give a third of a shekel each year for the service of the house of our God. For the bread set out on the table for the regular grain offerings and burnt offerings for the offerings on the Sabbath, at the new moon feasts and at the appointed festivals, for the holy offerings, for sin offerings to make atonement for Israel and for all the duties of the house of our God. We, the priests, the Levites, and the people have cast lots to determine when each of our families is to bring to the house of our God at set times each year a contribution of wood to burn on the altar of the Lord, our God, as it is written in the Lord. We also assume responsibility for bringing to the house of the Lord each year the first, the first fruits of our crops and of every fruit tree. As it is also written in the law, we will bring the firstborn of our sons and of our cattle, of our herds, and of our flocks to the house of our God to the priests ministering there. Moreover, we were bring to the storerooms of the house of our God to the priests, the first of the ground meal of our grain offerings 
of the fruit of all our trees and of all our new wine and olive oil. We will bring a tithe of our crops to the Levites, for it is written, for it, for it is the Levites who collect the tithes in all the trees, towns where we work. A priest descend from Aaron is to accompany the Levites when they receive the tithes. And the Levites are to bring a tenth of the tithes to the house of, uh, of our God to the storeroom of the treasury. The people of Israel, including the Israel, Levites, are to bring their contributions of grain, new wine, and olive oil to the storerooms where the articles for the sanctuary and for the ministering priests, the gatekeepers, and the, music, and the musicians are also kept. We will not neglect the house of our God. All the believers who are one in heart, no one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great powers, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's grace was so powerfully in work in them all that there were no needy persons among them, for from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought those money for the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to anyone who had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus, whom the apostles called Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, sowed a field he owned and brought the money and put it at the apostles' feet. Hmm. That's it. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Jessica. Praise God, everyone. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can anyone tell us what time it is? It's offering time. And what do we say? Hallelujah. Have you been blessed this week at all? Have you received any type of blessing in any type of way? Would you say your life is blessed today? Amen. I am so excited for this time in service, for us to be able to give back to God. You all know that saying, we can't outgive God, can we? No matter how much, how much we try, we cannot outgive God. He will always give us back more than we will ever give. So today, saints, I believe it's our third Sunday of September, praise God. Can you all believe we're almost halfway through this month? The time is flying past, and on the third Sunday, our special offering goes to support our Rotulu Orphanage in Nigeria, praise God. We are so blessed to be able to support young people in our community, in our church, and way across the world. So if you're able to today, we're asking that you will give to the Rotulu Orphanage. As our ushers come forward, let us bow our heads in prayer. Gracious and holy God. We thank you, Lord, for your great provision. 
Thank you for each and every moment, Lord, when you have looked out for us. Even the times when we haven't seen it nor recognized it, Lord, you made a way out of no way. You made sure, Lord, that we eat, that we have a place to lay our heads, that we have a form of transportation, that we have jobs and sources of income, Lord Jesus. You make sure, Lord, all of our needs are supplied, and we say thank you. Gracious God, we pray your blessing upon this offering this day, that you would magnify and multiply, Lord. Help us to be faithful, Lord. We want to be faithful stewards with your, with your gifts. And we give you all the honor and glory and praise Do your holy and awesome name. It's in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. For those of you that are joining us online today, Thank you, first of all, for coming to the new website, praise God, those of you that found the new New Life at Calvary Facebook page. If you could do me a favor right now while you're watching, share that page to your friends, share it to someone so that they can find our new online site. With regard to the I know what to do. We have the, the online offering. You can go to nlac.tv and establish your online giving account. You can also use the cash app, the dollar sign, number two, NLAC, and your offering comes right to us. For those of you that like to mail in your offering, go ahead. Our address is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. That address again is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. Thank you so much for your support of God's kingdom. Saints, we will now be blessed in song by Renee Pride singing, He who began a good work in you will be what? Faithful to be completed.
begin a good work in you. We'll be faithful to complete it. He'll be faithful to complete it. He who started the work will be faithful to complete it in you. Please join me in singing. Come on around, camera crew, come on with me. <laughs> come on around here to the, to the middle. <laughs> Praise God. It is good to see you all today. It is so good. Thank you. So, so good. You all look good today. Tell your neighbor you look good. <laughs> y'all, I'm saying that like I'm surprised. Like, what did I expect y'all to look like? Amen. <laughs> Y'all always look good. <laughs> Praise God, saints. We have gotten to the moment of our sermon, and we have been in a sermon series. And if you look at your bulletin with me today, you can tell a little bit about what we've been talking about. What, what is the name of our message today? Crazy. All the day long. Praise God. Let us go into prayer. Gracious God, we thank you, Lord, that you choose us. That, Lord, you started something in all of us many years ago. 
You chose us, you, you created us, Lord Jesus, and now, Lord, you have been faithful to us to complete the good work that you began in all of us. As we explore your word today, Lord, open our hearts and minds to receive exactly what you have for each and every one of us today. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. So during this uh, series, Pastor, Pastor Antonia got us started, amen. She started about two weeks ago on the first Sunday of September. And um, during that, that Sunday, you all probably may or may not remember, but we sang a song that Sunday. We sang a song called Blessed Assurance. Anybody familiar with Blessed Assurance? <laughs> Good, okay. <laughs> so that, that's an old school hymn, right? It's an old school hymn. And it was actually written in 1858 by a woman named Fanny Crosby. And when Fanny was born, she was a healthy baby girl, but she had got an eye infection. And now this is in 1858, y'all. We ain't had no Cleveland Clinic for them to go to. We didn't have a cold eye institute and all those fancy things that we got now. So the doctor came in and he gave her a treatment, this pomace he put on her eyes. But the, it was so hot, and the, the chemicals, she had like a chemical burn on her eyes. So the infection went away, but the scarring caused her to be blind for the rest of her life. Completely blind. And so right after that, her father died. Talk about some tragedy, right? <laughs> this is again 1858. Women didn't necessarily have jobs at the time. There weren't career opportunities for women. So her mother had to go out and begin to work as a maid. A noble profession, amen? Noble profession. A lot of housekeepers and cleaners have taken care of their families for generations because they know how to clean. But she, she took this job, but she wondered because also at the time there was not the local daycare to take the baby to. So her mother, the baby, Fanny's grandmother, ended up starting to raise her and, and provide care for her. But the concern was how was she going to be educated? She was blind. She couldn't go to school like everybody else went to school. They didn't have all the technology and things that we take for, for, take for granted for today, right? So some kind of way, her family found about the New York Institute for the Blind, one of the first schools for the blind. And she became educated, she became married, she became a poet, and she wrote this song, <laughs> Blessed Assurance. Talk about God's faithfulness. How many of us have had some storms? had some hard times in life. And at the point in time, like I can imagine when they found out she was blind, at that point, it may have seemed bleak. The road might have seemed dark, and they didn't know which way to go. But they were faithful. And because of that, Fanny wrote a song that till this day, we still sing. Blessed Assurance. What's those lyrics to Blessed Assurance? Look, how do y'all know them songs? It's amazing to me. <laughs> y'all, I mean, y'all didn't even miss a beat on that. This is our what? 
This is our praising our all the y'all got wow. Some folks ain't even been to church in a long time. You know that song. <laughs> when I was thinking and reflecting upon how we can enter this building campaign, the Lord brought this song. This song comes into my mind all the time now. And I don't know why, but I know it's God. But Pastor Antonia and her message, she represented the part of the song, This Is Our Story. And she tried to give us a whole overarching view of the history of Calvary Presbyterian Church, Bolton Presbyterian Church, Glenville New Life Community Church, and now New Life at Calvary. So that's our story, right? Pastor Toby and her message she represents part of the, the song that says, this is our song. And she gave us the part about our present. She shared with us where we are, how we got here, but where we are. What's great about New Life at Calvary? What's some things you enjoy about our church right now today? The people. The reassurance. The Holy Spirit. The service. The Holy Spirit. The community, the fellowship, we're doing this together, right? Good, The good, the bad, and the ugly, right? So today I'm going to try to represent the portion of the song that says, Praising our Savior all the day long. Because we're trying to get to the future, right? We're trying to get ahead. And most of us, we want to accomplish something special in our lives. What's something special you have accomplished in your life? Oh, you're pointing at the baby girl. Praise God, Darielle, that she is something special. Our children. Most of us, when we were little, we can remember wanting to be parents and grandparents. Amen. How many of you are blessed that happened for you? Good, good. Even if it didn't happen for you, did you get to become an auntie or an uncle? I, lo- I think I like being an auntie more than anything. <laughs> that is the best job ever. It's like being a mother, but you definitely don't have to take care. You get to send them way home. <laughs> but they tell you everything. My nieces and nephews tell me everything, but my kids don't tell me nothing. <laughs> I love being an auntie. Best relationship. If you get, to, I'm sure the uncles feel the same way in this room. But we want as children in our lives. What's something else special you had hope for in your life, or you accomplished that you really did achieve? A deacon. Praise God. So, a lot of work and a lot of reading. Praise God. <laughs> Jamal said he made it to 11th grade. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. School, education. I mean, for us, historically, as a black people, we know that we didn't often have access to education. So some people wanted to just be able to graduate high school. I looked at my my grandparents' information. My grandfather, he completed the third grade, y'all. The third grade. But with that third grade education, he, he bought his home. He had a car. He took care of his family. God is faithful. God is faithful. And then all the rest of his children, we grandchildren, we all graduated high school, amen? But what's something else special? You, school, education is one thing. What, what's something else that you wanted to complete 
Linda? Purchasing a home. Praise God. Joe? Say it again. Oh, yes, retirement. <laughs> retirement with an income, right? You don't just want to retire. You want to be comfortable in your retirement. <laughs> Praise God. Opening a business. What an accomplishment. Feeding the homeless. Some of you all have done amazing things. Anything else? Traveling. Travel something. The group that got to go to Israel and Egypt, you know, got to go to the Holy Land. That's outstanding. Praise God. So say it again, Jamal. Getting right with God. <laughs> That's the biggest blessing, biggest accomplishment. Jamal going to be up here preaching my sermon in a minute, y'all. <laughs> but most of us do want to accomplish great things in our lives. I mean, look at Serena Williams. What an accomplishment. What an accomplished career as a tennis player. All, hmm? <laughs> she going to come back. Even if she come back, she has already accomplished great things. I mean, some people want to be inventors like Thomas Edison, right? Some people want to climb the highest mountain. Some people want to find treasures. Someone, some people want to resolve war, world hunger. You know, those are big things to accomplish. And every one of us, we get this one life. Tell your neighbor, you got one life. We get one life to try to accomplish something special on behalf of God. So I'm always one that's... Uh, thinking about numbers, but I can't really do math. It's interesting. I love that when Marvin, late Pastor Marvin, did his sermon, that's the very first time, this was in August, for those of y'all that remember, he gave y'all an equation. I was online watching like, Marvin is giving them equations in church? Hallelujah! <laughs> we done broke new ground. <laughs> so if y'all can do that very complicated equation with Marvin, I know y'all can do my math because mine is not that complicated. <laughs> well, at least I hope it's not. We are 142 years old in this building, right? This building is 142 years old as of the year 2022. So how many years will it take us to get to be 200 years old? Look at y'all, see? <laughs> That's those people that can do math in their head. The rest of us like counting fingers and toes. <laughs> I just learned that in some, y'all know how we learned to count fingers? And you, we got 10 fingers, so we didn't know what to do after we got to 10. Well, in some countries, they tell you to count the little breaks on your fingers, give you some extras. I was like, that's cool. Okay, I'm distracted. <laughs> Back to the math. So in 58 years, we will be 200 years old, right? What year will it be in 58 years? 2080. <laughs> you the man. <laughs> Terrence could always do math. How many of us think you will be around in the year 2080? Look at, see, look at our teenagers over here bragging. I'm going to be here. You, you better believe I'll be holding it down. Okay, Jasmine, Jade, and T, Jamal, hold it down. Dariel, she'll be here. 
I did the math. I was like, I'll be 107 years old <laughs> at 2080, God willing. <laughs> but that's how old your mother is right now. But how old is your mom? 104. 104. His mom is 104 years old. And she is, she's in South Carolina, right? Georgia. Please forgive me. I, I'm not from down south. I get mixed up. <laughs> but even longevity of life is an, accom- an accomplishment, isn't it? So we, we got a plan for a, a big future. Tell your neighbor, we're planning for a big future. You see, in our scripture reading from the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah was charged with leading the Israelite people. They had to rebuild. Pastor Antonia started us on this message last week. They had to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. Why did they have to rebuild the wall? Because it was torn down, right? Who tore it down? The Babylonians tore it down. The Israelite people were acting up. God said, I'm going to let you go ahead and keep acting up and acting like I don't exist. And they went to war with a country that they were not ready for, and they were defeated. The the Israelites were taken over to Babylon. That became their new land. But it was some people left in Israel, and they lived in a war-torn nation. The walls were crumbling. The houses were bad. Everything was bad. The temple, it was just bad. The temple was gone. There was nothing left. And Nehemiah was chosen by God to return and build. Now, who would want that job? None of us. Have you all seen some of the images that's coming from Ukraine? It is bad. Whole buildings gone, whole streets gone, whole cities gone, whole areas gone. And right now, they're still in war. But after the war is over, guess what? Somebody has to go and rebuild. Anybody want that job? (laughs) That seems like a lot of work, right? A lot of work and a lot of money, a lot of time, and a lot of people. So God chose Nehemiah to return and begin rebuilding a structure. But he didn't just have to rebuild the structure. He also had to rebuild the people. The people had to be rebuilt. Because think about it. You're living in an area that's been downcast, left alone, degraded. You, you just alone. How do you think the people felt who were living there? Nobody cared about them. Nobody wondered where they were getting their water from or their lights from or how they were using the bathroom. They were living in these houses that were torn apart. So not only did they have to rebuild the wall, he had to rebuild the people. So when we're thinking about the church, we're in a constant state of rebuilding. Constant state of rebuilding because we're constantly tearing down and building up. Where'd y'all hear that scripture at? Ecclesiastes, right? There's a time for tearing down and building, building back up, right? So in the Bible, it's this continual cycle of rebuilding and restarting and, and getting things right. The problem is no one wants to be chosen to be on the rebuilding side of it. We all want to be on the side of it where it's already built, 
Think about when the temple was built. They was like, ooh, we in the temple. It's nice. Everything's nice. <laughs> Nobody had any worries. But the people who actually had to do the work, how do you think they felt? It was hard, right? So here we are in a 142-year-old building, and we got some work to do. Anybody overly excited about the work we have to do? I mean, like, over the top, just... <laughs> Anybody, like, down here, like, uh, okay, if I have to, I'll help. Anybody way down, like, I, I got to go find me a new church. You know, they got a new building. <laughs> they got a whole brand new building at that other church. <laughs> rebuilding is hard. Tell your neighbor, rebuilding is hard. But it's possible, saints. It's possible with God. Think about the Apostle Paul. Pastor Toby talked about the Apostle Paul in her message. And, and she talked about, she said we were chosen on purpose. Say on purpose. And she said we were chosen for a purpose, amen, and with a purpose to rebuild, to start over and over and over again. You know, the Apostle Paul was in a unique position, saints. Because of his position, he could connect to people that were Jewish. He could connect to those people. But he could also connect to the people that were outside the church, the Gentiles. Anybody like that in this room? You got friends in the church. You got friends out of the church. Look, God has uniquely placed you. Don't ever wonder why you got these friends. <laughs> it's for a purpose. And the Paul in our scripture reading today, in our New Testament scripture, it talked about the church coming together to build the church. And this is an outstanding example of how the church worked. Because say everybody, everybody gave as they had. Now that doesn't mean I gave, you know, stuff I didn't have. I gave what I had, and everybody gave to build the church. Some people probably gave money. Some people gave time. Some people maybe, they said some people even sold their houses. Any volunteers? You know, closed mouth don't get fed. Don't ask, you don't have. <laughs> but some people sold their houses. That's how committed they were to a church that they couldn't even see nor imagine. Some of them helped build the church, but guess what? Some of them didn't live long enough to even worship in the church. And none of them could imagine that that church that they invested in thousands of years ago would still be flourishing today. Because they gave way back when we benefit now. So how can we prepare and position the church for the next upcoming generations? I'm so glad these young people are in, our, in this space today with us. Because you see, one day all of us won't be here. And they will have to carry the vision. I love listening to Pearlie. 
Pearly Huff, is she here today? There you go, Pearly. I know I'm putting you on the spot. But Pearly was one of the original young people of Calvary Presbyterian Church. Calvary was one, Pearly has a picture. Back in the day, we used to have a Saturday program. And the kids would come to church on Saturdays. And me and Pearly can't figure out this part of the story. But when the kids arrived, they would take a shower because the shower is in our basement. They would have their clothes washed. They would be engaged in activities and be here the entire day, have food and activities. She was one of the children that was here way back when. Praise God for that. Praise God. And because those folks invested then, we have a place to worship now. So what can we do going forward? And I know it's, it's important to talk about the plan and the vision or, or what we're going to do, but before we can even really talk about the plan and the vision, we have to understand how to even connect with this plan. You see, you, in order to connect with God's plan, you have to enter to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Some people just start trying to do the work, and then they fall apart. They start trying to give, and then they give up. Well, you cannot be a part of this if you truly haven't given your heart to Christ. Because that begins a covenant. Say covenant. Jamal alluded to it. He said one of the most special things of his life is to have a relationship with God. Establishing the covenant is the most special and long-lasting thing that we will ever do in this world. Establishing the covenant with Jesus Christ means I'm making a choice for my past, my present, and my future. The covenant that we make with Jesus is the only thing, the only decision that will matter after we die. You know, I'm looking at the story of the queen. And I like the queen. Do y'all like the queen of England? Nice story. I know some people got some other feelings. If you on black Twitter, you, you heard a whole different story of the queen. But we're not here to talk about that. <laughs> what has impressed me the most, and I encourage you all to watch her, her funeral tomorrow's tomorrow. What has impressed me the most is that they have completely stated over and over and over again, she is the defender of the faith, or she was. The Protestant church that we are all a part of, the lineage goes all the way back and beyond before her. And every time they do any type of special service for her, they are reading from the Bible. They're not just getting any old book off the street. <laughs> when I heard them reading from John 14, y'all know what John 14 says? Let not your heart be troubled. Trust in, y'all know the rest? For I make a plan of many mansions, right? That's the scripture, one of the scriptures that's been read. And it reminded me, because tomorrow at her funeral, they're going to have leaders from every nation. They're going to have the Saudi Arabians there. 
the Americans gonna be there. People from only six countries didn't get an invite. Only six. Yeah, North Korea, look at Jamal. Jamal be paying attention in school. He like, North Korea didn't get an invite. <laughs> Trust me, they're gonna watch on TV. <laughs> that scripture that says, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Tomorrow, Jesus will be proclaimed. And even though it's the queen's service, even the queen had to bow to the Lord. Even the queen had to make the decision, do I know Jesus? Because you see, she may have had a crown. She may have had a fortune. She may be the most famous person on the planet. But the one decision that she made that is mattering now while she's in, in eternity is did I give my heart to Jesus? Every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess. He is Lord. You see, we make a covenant with Jesus. And covenant literally means a cut. Like, you know, make like you cutting your skin. Do a little cut with me, y'all. <laughs> It's a cut. Covenants are a cut. And back in the day before Christ, it was an animal sacrifice. An animal had to die every time someone came into covenant with each other. You see, covenants come with a cost. Say that. It comes with a cost. Jesus is our covenant. He bled so we could have eternal life. It was the cuts that happened to his body that saves all of us. And see, when we enter that covenant, we become a part of a family. Tell your neighbor, we family. That extends all the way back even before Jesus was born. It extends all the way back to Adam and Eve. God has been constantly building his church but it's up to his people to keep it moving forward. Well, we do our part. You know, the prophets had to do their part. The apostles and the disciples had to do their part. Everyone that came after them had to do our, their part. Will we do our part? Tell your neighbor, will you do your part? You see, it's wonderful to say something needs to be done. How many times y'all don't heard people say, y'all need to do something about that? Something need to be done. Then you start walking away. <laughs> Somebody need to do something over there. And it's another whole thing to say, we will do something about this. Some people we say, yeah, we're going to do something. We got you. Got your back, Pastor Kelly. Then I can't find them <laughs> Where they go? Phone disconnected and stuff. What are you willing to do and actually do it? That's when that statement, you know, actions speak louder than words. Because we can say it all day, every day. But until we actually do something, our words are just words. Just words. They nice words. But they still just words. You know, I wonder sometimes, did Nehemiah say, why me? 
Why do I have to go over there and build the wall over? I didn't knock the wall down. It was not my fault that that wall got knocked down. Those Babylonians knocked the wall down. Maybe they should fix the wall. You know, maybe the Babylonian government should kick in a dime or two to fix the wall since they broke the wall. You know, did the disciples ever say, Lord, it's 12 of us. We really don't need the rest of those people. We could just be the church, just the 12 of us. Why me? Why do I have to go out and disciple people and encourage people and love people? I think about the disciples when they encountered Paul, who was originally Saul. Saul was killing them. He didn't like them at all, and they didn't like him back. And here he is, a converted Christian. How many of y'all would have been looking at Saul with a side eye, like, no, I can't forget what you did. When I say we're not just building a church, a building, we're building the church people, all of us. We do need to work together, Mary. In the book of Nehemiah, they got to the end. When all of these people, because Nehemiah did go to Israel, he went back. He started gathering God's people. And he even had them write their names down, listed them, who decided to help. We're going to list y'all names. When you decide to help, we're going to put a nice plaque on the wall. <laughs> these folks was here. Don't y'all see all the plaques around our building? <laughs> People got their name over doors and stuff. John Barrett Chapel, because he said he was going to help. And his family actually made sure he helped. We put his name up. <laughs> y'all going to have a wall. <laughs> But they decided to say, we will not neglect the house of our God. We will not neglect the house of our God. Doing something special can mean doing something special in your own lives. I encourage you all to make sure you live your best dreams, especially those of you that don't have a lot of time left, which is all of us, amen, because none of us know our date or our time. Do something special. But think about what you can do special for Jesus. You see, I'm going back to that queen again. The queen did not become the queen without all of the people that made sure things happen. We won't never know the name of the maid or the butlers. We won't never know the name of the people who made sure the paint was on the wall or did things to help in that kingdom, but you can tell that other people helped along the way, right? Same thing with us. I want you all to look on the back of your program real quick. We are building for Christ. We know we got a lot to accomplish in this building, don't we? Ceilings need repaired. Parking lot needs some work. Most of y'all ain't even never seen the basement. That's a whole nother thing down there. (laughs) It it look a little war, like a war happened down there some days. But Ed remembers when the basement was glorious, amen? Ed and Helena, they remember another time in the basement. Who was that waving back there? Some other folks remember when the basement looked good. It used to be a daycare down there. They used to have Halloween events down there. And the classrooms are downstairs. Our, our playground need a lot of work. 
I keep saying, I've said it several times, can you imagine if we had a playground that all the kids in the community could enjoy? Can you imagine if our garden area has seats and, and then the folks that's across the street, the senior citizens can come over and have a seat right there in, in our garden? Can you imagine what that would be like if we had dance classes upstairs so, so that kids that can't go out to the suburbs and take dance classes can come here and take some dance classes or, or music classes? Pastor Antonio going to need a whole room with pianos to teach those piano lessons. And then we got to get back in our sanctuary, y'all. We got to get back in our sanctuary. But you see, before the beam became the problem, we already knew a 142-year-old building, it's got some problems. Anybody ever had to fix a house? Anybody ever had to paint some walls? <laughs> Lay some carpet? Get new windows? The pipes? <laughs> The plumbing? <laughs> My God, what you say, kid? Electricity. That was it again. Oh, the oh, electricity. Yeah. Stuff we can't even see, <laughs> but we need it, right? <laughs> we need everything. The outside of our building, we some we can't even get to the outside of the building because the inside needs so much work. And some of us may be sitting here thinking, "Why me?" Can't we just, you know, pass that to the next? Let's, let's give them like 2040. Let's let them folks do it. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, it's us. Tell your other neighbor, you were chosen. <laughs> you were chosen. We were all chosen. But with God, say with God, we can do this. We can do this. So today is our first kind of kickoff for our building campaign. Say first. Because I want y'all to know this is going to come in parts. So nobody's shocked when I come back again. Nobody's shocked. Because we got a lot of work to do. But Mary said it. We're going to work together. No one in this room, unless you, have, you got a million dollars you want to give right now. Okay, I'm going to set up. No one's being asked to give a million dollars. We just asked you to do your part. What you can do. What God has entrusted you with. And so this is like the first part. Say first part. We're trying right now to get our roof repaired so we can get back in that sanctuary. Some of you, as soon as you heard the roof was damaged, you got your checkbook out and you wrote a check. We didn't even ask them. I was like, wow, this is the roof campaign? We, do we have a roof campaign? We had to find the budget, the place to put the roof campaign in because some people gave money before we even ask for money. That is God, amen. The need was already being provided for before we even asked. And so now we're going to officially begin to ask. Tell your neighbor she asking. And I know here we go. Them pastors always asking for money. But we also give. We are required to give just like you are required to give. And so we're going to take a first step today. I want you all to put your name, your phone number, your email address, and think about the amount that you can begin to give. It may not even be $25. Maybe you can give $5. Let me see your envelope. Gail, is this the new envelope? Okay. 
So, <laughs> so Daryl pointed out the new envelopes are out. <laughs> Praise God. And so on the new envelopes, you'll see it says building projects for 22. So that's kind of like that step, that next step, because we know it's not just the roof that needs to be fixed, right? We got a bunch of projects that need to be done. And today, so if you want to put in that 422, you can. Thank you for putting it out. He got some money in here too, so I'm going to make sure to get that back. <laughs> Don't want to lose that. <laughs> but you can decide what God has appointed you to give. And maybe that's not money right now. Maybe it's your prayers. Thank you, Jamal. Maybe it's speaking to other people about Jesus Christ. Maybe it's changing your lifestyle. So somebody can see the Jesus in you and want to begin to come to church. And our purpose, we say we're going to love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. We also say we're going to join a Bible study class and we're going to serve in the ministry with our gifts and talents. So I want you to write down, and I left plenty of space on here because maybe it's something that's not on here that you are called to do. You are being challenged to do. And I know you may be thinking, Pastor Kelly, she must be talking about everybody in the room but me. Let me get rid of that myth right now. I'm talking about everybody. Here, online, if you're hearing this message today, God has called you. Tell your neighbor, God has called you. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, we thank you for choosing us. And even though, Holy Spirit, we don't know how exactly all this is going to come together, we know that, Lord, you have chosen us for such a time as this. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come into our hearts and our minds right now and speak to us and reveal to us exactly how we are supposed to participate in this building campaign. Help us, Lord, to know, Lord, that our bills are going to still get paid, that we're still going to have a place to stay. Help us to know, Lord, that our children are going to be okay. And help us to see, Lord, that whatever way, Lord, we give, Lord, is for the cause of Christ, for your kingdom. What we're building today, Lord Jesus, will be installed for someone tomorrow. And we thank you for choosing us. It's an honor and a privilege. And we give you all the praise. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Saints, yes. Mary has a good question. She wanted to know, what if you want to give 500? Do you have to give it all at once? No, you might choose to give yours over the next year. You might say, I want to give $50 every week or every month. Write down what God is saying to you. The folks in the office, we're going to decipher it. If we can't figure it out, we're going to call you and ask you, what does this mean? But this is a commitment to the roof, you all. It's a commitment to our building. So, yes, we still going to need you to pay your regular tithes and offerings. We need you to pay your tithes and offerings. We still got a light bill to pay. We still, you know, we still got to do the normal gas bill, heat. So this is above and beyond. This is a stretch. And trust me, I know some of you all are feeling like, I don't have another dime. I don't have another dollar. Some of y'all don't even have one dollar right now today. And you're wondering, Lord, how can I possibly achieve this? 
But with God, say with God, all things are possible. If you give, he will give. I'll give you every time. If you give a dime today, trust me, by the end of the day, you will be blessed. If you give a dollar, he will bless you. If you can give $20, he will bless you. And I want you to know that all of the money that you make to commit to the building, it goes to the building. It goes to the roof. But we could use your support. So however you write it down, I'm here. Sylvia's over there. Gail is right there. Ruth is in the back. Our elders, they all know the plan. I see elders, Ella and Helen over there. Just talk to any of us. We will answer your questions. But we're all in this together, y'all. All, say all together. All together. Thanks for your question, Mary. Saints, let's all rise so we can sing I Love You, Lord, today. I love you, I love you, I love you, Lord, today, because you care for me in such a special way. Turn in your document and bring it up and lay it on the table.
Hallelujah. Praise your name. Thank you so much, Praise Choir. You may be seated for our good news. Amen. We have some birthdays this week. Priscilla Bell is on the 18th. Is your birthday? What day is your birthday? The 19th. Lisa Red, happy birthday to you. Praise God. Latanya Dean, happy birthday, Latanya. Latanya's right there. And Lily Cleveland is a few rows behind Latanya. Happy birthday, Lily. So we say happy birthday to you all, and we pray that you enjoy a blessed, blessed week. Let's see. Lots of different announcements today. The Women's Association do meet after service today uh, in the chapel, right, uh, Lorene or Diane? In the chapel? In the Zoom room. Uh, Deacons meet on Thursday online on Zoom. The ushers are selling cupcakes toward our building fund. Praise God. we do have a, don't forget, you can join with Anna's class on Sunday mornings for uh, adult Sunday school. Reverend Benesi is selling tickets. And this upcoming week, you all, we will have information out for buying advertisements for the uh, souvenir journal that the uh, River of Life Church will have. So if you're interested in buying an ad for that and helping along with that campaign, I know it's a lot, y'all. God is going to favor us, though. I know it's a lot. So please speak to uh, Reverend Benesi or, well, Marvin Rogers and Cassandra are traveling today. Praise God. They're having a little bit of a, a vacation. Uh, let's see what else is in this. It's a lot, y'all. Next week, we will have our guest speaker. His name is Marcus Lloyd, and he is the founder of the National Threaded Program that we are participating in. And so he is very excited to come and talk to us and launch us into racial reconciliation conversations. So, yes, we are working on a building campaign and a people campaign. We are building each other up, right? I said we are building the physical building as well as the people. And so he's going to be helping us to begin talking, having tough conversations. Tell your neighbors, tough conversations. And so um, most of the people have signed up to be in the threaded classes. There are limitations on how many people can be in threaded. And so um, if you haven't signed up and want to sign up, just give me your name because we do have a waiting list. And please, uh, people that are participating in the class, see your teacher. They actually have your material. And I'm talking to the teachers to make sure we order the right amount for anything that we need left over. So talk to your teachers. The teachers are Marvin. Myself, Reginald Woods, and uh, lay pastors Walter and Katie. Those are the teachers, okay? Uh, Let me see, where am I at here? We do have other Bible study classes that have started. Sylvia Fields class is doing Chosen. Is it Chosen, Sylvia? Chosen, not Choice. So talk to Sylvia. Pastor Toby is doing a lesson called Befriended. And Reginald Woods, where'd you go, Reginald? What's the name of your lesson, Reginald? Romans, the book of Romans. Thank you. So see those teachers to get the information for those classes. Uh, Pastor Toby is doing a walkathon this coming Saturday, and she can have a team of people. Some of you all signed up last week, but if you would like to be part of that walkathon, we are going to meet uh, at the, well, actually, we're going to meet here at the church, and then we're going to drive down to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But we have to be by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by 10 o'clock a.m. Praise God. Pastor Antonia and I will be 
in Texas this week, hallelujah, first time for both of us, we're going to Texas to a women's clergy retreat in Texas. So we are both very excited and uh, pray for God's travel mercy for both of us as we go to and fro. And we will try to visit our Texan New Life at Calvary members, all the folks that moved to Texas and thought they got away. They didn't get away. We're going to call them up while we're down there. I <laughs> um, want you to know we are asking for prayers. You all remember Evelyn Davis. She had twin sons, Ricky and Mickey. Am I saying that right? He likes to be called Mike now. But Ricky passed away. Uh, Kay called and let us know. We didn't get the funeral information yet, but we're still working on that. And so if you know Kay, you want to reach out to Kay and the family. Uh, Patricia Rouse here in our church, her sister passed away. And so please continue to pray for her because her sister was fairly young and it was completely unexpected. Patricia also received an award for her service in her apartment. So as much stuff as she's been going through, Pat has been faithful, continuing to serve. Um, You all remember Karen Hall, who passed away. Well, Karen's son, Reggie, his other parent, his father, Chip, has also passed away. That's Diane's father-in-law. His name is Chip. So Reggie has lost both parents. So if you know Reggie, reach out to him or pray for him. Uh, it's hard to lose both parents, amen? I think, did I, did I say everything, y'all? Did I forget something? I feel like something. Clement, you back there putting your hand up? Or? No? Okay. All right, saints. Well, if you um, filled out your sheet, you can leave it here. Or if you want to take it home and think about it for a little while and bring it back, um, Or you just, you know, write it on your offerings, your envelope, however you want to let us know what you have committed to. Yes, Gail? It's on Friday? It's not on Tuesday? Oh, okay. It's on Friday. The community meal is on Friday. What time? At 6? 5. Okay. <laughs> we'll send out a phone tree to clarify the dates, but what's the date on? It's Friday, September 23rd. Okay, thank you. And Pastor Antonia and I will only be gone during the week, so we'll be back on the weekend. We'll be gone Wednesday, Thursday, and back on Friday. All right, then I think we got all the announcements. Let's rise for the benediction. It's been good to see all of you all today. Gracious and holy God, As we prepare to depart from this place, but never from your sight, Lord Jesus. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would remind us that we are a part of a legacy. This is our story. This is our song. And we are praising our Savior all the day long. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all your people said, amen and amen. Turn and tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm mighty glad you came to church today.